This is Glenn McQuaid. This is Larry Fessenden. And you're listening to Tales from Beyond the Pale, the podcast. Greetings, fellow traveller. We are in the middle of something quite intriguing. May I suggest, if you're just dropping in, that you check out Tales We Tell Part 1 before venturing forth with us here. Well, you've been warned. And now, Tales We Tell Part 2. Harry. What? What? This is not what I had planned for the birth of our child. Right, yes. Well, just just keep walking, dear. Where are we going? Away from that thing. Why? Why didn't you shoot him when you had the chance? Uh, Why? Stop. Do you hear that? It's, it's closing in. Okay, don't miss. What? Here, hold the baby. Give me the rifle. Oh my god. It's... It's a monster. Please. Please, don't... Don't hurt our baby. He, he hasn't even been in this world for an hour. Please. Hola. Huh? Hombre lobo. Over here. That's right. Look me in the eye. No one messes with my family. yarn for a single sitting. Oh man, gotta piss like a racehorse. No old crone in the shower, I hope. Mm. Maybe I've been too good to these characters. Maybe it's all just a little too neat. A little too quaint. Not quite how things play out in real life. Hmm. Not quite how I want to leave it. share the drugs with my husband, please? He's been through so much. No can do, ma'am. Sir, please sit back. Your wife and child need to rest. They've been through a lot. Yeah, yeah, me too. This hospital uh, you're taking us to, does it have a bar? Yes, take us to the pub. I'll tell you what. I'll buy the first round when everyone's safe and sound. Oh, look at our beautiful boy. What big eyes you have. <laughs> He's a feisty one. What happened? Uh, he's just hungry. Sir, I need you to sit back. Put your foot down, Larry. Something's wrong here. The child is... Eva, Eva, Eva you're, you're bleeding. Ma'am, I'm gonna need to take your child. No, take my baby. Oh, God! Oh, God! Get it off! Get it off! Get it off! Thomas, no! Thomas, you put that terrible down! Thomas, you... Thomas, you listen to your father now. You, you be a good boy. Thomas, you 
Nice to end with a little bite. <laughs> oh, wow. Look what time it is. Been at it longer than I thought. The bar better still be open. Can't sit here talking to myself all night. Gotta go talk to Lloyd. <laughs> yeah, put some extra winter wear on for tonight. Wow. There's no one around. No party goers blowing each other over in a bear suit. <laughs> Where are the hauntings and the ghosties? I guess I had to bring them with me. Oh, how I wish this place had ghosts that could distract me from my own demons. Hello. We're pretty near closing. What can I get you? Hair of the dog that bit me, Lloyd. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> You've probably heard that before. <laughs> yes, but kind of funny coming from you. I'm sure people have told you you look a lot like Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Lloyd, I've heard that before. Well, what'll it be? Glad you asked, Lloyd. Scotch, double, rocks, well is fine. What's your real name? You can call me Lloyd. <laughs> Want to put that on your room? Yeah, room uh, 217. Oh. You been up there yet? Yep. A lot of history, a lot of stories. I know. That's why I came. You hear any ghosts? Anything unsettling? People have had trouble spending the whole night in that room. Yeah, heard about it, read about it, the whole thing. You don't seem too impressed. You know, I'll tell you what. I came here to write something in peace, and it flowed out of me pretty easily, and if the room helped or it didn't, doesn't very much matter. I'm done, either way. Oh, you're a writer. Anything I might have heard of? Yeah, I doubt it. Uh, what kind of stuff? Horror. Well, that makes sense. The room and all. Mm -hmm. I hope you were inspired. I was. What's that? Just down here, we'll be heading into the subterranean. Ghost tour. <laughs> Goes late. <laughs> Had me for a minute there. You, uh, you want another? Yeah. Here you go. Huh. You didn't tell me your name. Uh, Jack. Of course. <laughs> hey, Sam. One more round, please. Okay, okay. But only because I have a customer. Oh, my God. Mr. Landon. What happened? Did you write your book? I didn't write a book, but I, I wrote a story. I think it came out well. It's what I wanted to say, not... Everyone will get it, but that's fine, too. Wow. That's so cool you say that, because so many writers just write what they think people want to hear, but you're really writing something personal. I really respect that. <laughs> I want to be clear. Uh, it's a werewolf story. Oh, well, that's personal. I mean, if you feel like you're a werewolf. I mean, like, the werewolf is just a metaphor for male, like, uh, you know what I mean, right? Hey, did somebody say werewolf? Oh. All about him. <laughs> hey, this is Tom. He's a real horror geek. Wow, I'm, I'm sure you get this all the time, but you look like... Jack Nicholson, right? Yeah, and here we are at the Shining Hotel. I mean, that's so crazy. 
I am loving this. Hey, you, got, you guys coming back or are we moving up to the bar now? It's last call, guys, so what's it gonna be? One more of these. Yeah, well, me as well, thanks. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be rude. I know I checked you in earlier. Wow, I mean, wow, you really look like Jack Nicholson. Is that why you're here? Are you oh, like an impersonator? Stop, they Tom, hire we, you please, or? we have to stop asking him. Okay. Uh, you came here to write, right? And you wrote. That's correct. It was very important that I write my story. It's my last story. No one cares about it right now, but people will read it with considerable interest when the time comes. That sounds important. We all want to read your werewolf story. Will it be made into a movie, you think? I mean, eventually. I know you just wrote it. Hey, uh, excuse me. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm back. Uh, can I take a picture, man? Oh. I mean, you don't mind? The old sperm bank been giving me trouble. Tom, Lloyd, you know? I'm sure Mr. Landon yeah. doesn't want to take a picture with you. I'm sorry about Tom. We've just been, you know, unwinding a uh, bit. Yeah, uh, sorry. Sorry. I was just goofing around. I wouldn't have posted it on, you know... Twitter or whatever, anyway, it's, it's so okay. it's fine. Mind. <laughs> oh, yeah? You don't mind? Okay. Uh, all right. I mean, it's just like a goof. Come so on, let's... Tom. Just take the picture then. Okay. Picture time. Say cheese. Wow. Perfect. Me and Jack. I mean, you're like you're like 80s Nicholson to a T, like shining Nicholson. I, I'm sorry, Mr. Landon. You seem like you might want some time to yourself. Oh, yeah, do I? Well, I don't know. I imagine after working on your story all day... <laughs> Eh, it wasn't so hard. Came easy. Maggie, right? Yes. Yeah, well, it came easy. I thought my mind would be on other things, but I was able to focus. Oh, well, I'm glad. Would you do me a favor, Maggie? Um, uh, sure, Mr. Landon. Will you call me Jack? Okay, Jack. Good. What's the favor? No, that was, that was the favor. Oh, it does seem crazy that your name is that. I, I mean, if you don't mind me saying. How are we doing here? Everybody ready to say goodnight? Uh, yeah, I like one more as well. <laughs> Listen, they're closing up here. Yeah. But I have a proposition. Oh. Don't worry, I'm not going to invite you to my room. Well, okay, good. <laughs> but I've been planning on taking a walk outside under the big moon. Not far, just just up the hiking trail for a bit. I'd enjoy the company of, you know, if you're up for it. Oh, well, okay, yeah, I, I could get my coat. Hey, we won't go far. Okay. Great. Sam, thanks for the hospitality. You can build my room. And here's, uh, here's a little something for yourself. Thank you, sir. Good to meet you. Here to read your stuff. It's Jack Landon, right? You didn't write to build a fire, did you? That's an old story. No, that's Jack London. Oh, wait, 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 you're Jack Landon? Wow, I didn't even put it together. I've read your stuff, man. You did Incident at the Mall, right? And uh, Tears for Jason. That was about your kid, Tom, about what happened. Deep stop, blessing. you can't say that. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to say goodnight to you guys. Enjoyed hanging out. You still coming? Oh, yeah, uh, my coat. <laughs> gonna be okay? Yeah. God, it's cold. <laughs> That's the idea. Risk. We'll see how long I last. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Oh, God. I'm a little tipsy. 
We're not supposed to socialize with a guest like this, but it just seems so exciting, your story, and then Tom is such a big fan. And I hope he didn't offend you. Yeah, it comes with the territory, you know, life as an open book. <laughs> He's read everything. Do you read horror stories? Me? No. I, I read books about spiritual stuff. Buddhism, Jodu Shinsu, transcendental kind of thing. You know, I got interested when I was a teen, and it helped me. I don't like horror. Oh, horror can be transcendent. We live with horror every day. Some people turn away. I prefer to confront them. I, I don't like being scared. It's weird, if you don't mind me saying. Thinking about bad stuff all the time. It's negative. It's not helping. I mean, I mean, I know what you do is for entertainment, but it does have an effect. No, oh, no, listen, a good horror story is cathartic. It helps make order out of the chaos. <sighs> hey, where'd you call your story? Huh, I didn't. Uh, what do you think it should be called? Um, well, I don't know. I didn't read it, of course, but if it's about werewolves, then, I don't know, it should be about transformation. <laughs> transformation. Transformers. <laughs> I think that name is taken. How about Transcendent Moon? Yeah, I like it. It's going to be a big seller. <laughs> oh, wow. We're pretty far up. <laughs> you want to know why I came up here? Uh, sure. Because for me, it's, it's over. What do you mean? I'm just gonna walk up this path and I'm not stopping. No turning back. I don't understand. I like you, Maggie. I like you and maybe I wanted one more moment of, you know, human contact, innocent fun. You know what I mean? Wow, uh... Oh God, I'm getting so tired all of a sudden. Maybe it's the altitude. Um... I just, uh, I'm gonna head down now. Wait, hey, Maggie, we're not finished talking. Yeah, but I, I was crazy being out at this hour. I have a shift in the morning, so... Listen, I, Maggie, hey. please stay. I, uh, I want to talk. Uh, Jack, let go. I just want to go back down to the hotel. Maggie, no! What is this? Let go of me! Maggie, what? I'm gonna tell you something. <laughs> something about her and see if... You believe it. I'm not interested. Let me go. Well, you should be interested. Because this concerns you. I'm Yesterday, I was working on a book for most of the day. And I was getting nowhere. I was just feeling dead inside, you know? And then I heard my wife come home. I heard the car pull up into the garage and I went downstairs into the kitchen and I could hear her getting the groceries out of the car it seemed like forever she was in the garage and I just I looked over and there were the knives in the knife block thing you know and I I pulled out the biggest one and I opened the door to the garage and I stabbed my wife in the face and then the neck, and then again, and again, until she stopped moving. 
I'm not even twitching. There's a storm in it. And chopped her into little pieces with this little electric saw that I have. It was very easy and over quickly. See, I have a garage in the suburbs down in Denver, so I had a lot of room for work. Today I drove up to the hotel and I wrote a horror story. And in it there was a werewolf and silver bullets and two people in love and two others doing their parental duty, all stuff the audiences eat up because it brings order to life, like any good fiction. But then everyone will find out what I did and it won't make sense. And then they'll have another thing to say about the scary things that go on in room 217. Oh yeah, I, I was gonna stop. I, I was done. I was heading up into the mountains to end it. But now, you're here. And I, I realize it's not over, not, not yet. You are part of my final chapter. I, I'm just not sure what happens next. You know, I always write on a typewriter that forces you to commit. And that's what you're doing, Maggie. You're forcing me to make one last commitment. Don't struggle. That's no fun. My wife didn't struggle. She didn't know what hit her. One minute she was coming home with the groceries, and the next minute I was picking up her pieces and wrapping them in little Ziploc bags. Quiet! Quiet! I can't fucking stand that! Listen to me. You are having a breakdown. Whatever has happened to you, whatever you've done, I don't want to be a part of your story. You don't need me. You've already done what you've done. You will make your mark. I don't want to be a part of it. Please, please let me go. But I feel like if I let you go, you would just get up and run away. <laughs> ah, goddamn! Will you please let me go? I don't have to be a part of this story. You killed your wife. That's your problem. Or maybe you didn't. Maybe it's just another one of your stories. You're trying to freak me out. Is it working? I am not playing along. You know what? I'm in the service industry. I deal with assholes like you every day. You can't scare me. Oh, I think I can. I can do anything. <sighs> I can do anything to you that I want to. <sighs> They'll already fry me for murder. You're just a coda, an afterthought, a last paragraph. Oh, my God, the freedom. Oh, I've never felt so free. Imagine, whatever I do from now on has no consequence. You are... Oh, mine. No. You said you were heading up to the mountains to do yourself in. What happened to that? That would take guts. Isn't that how you want to be remembered? Oh, man, no one could take away this feeling of it. Oh, this freedom. Oh. Okay. Okay, you're right. Total freedom. And what do you want to do with that freedom, huh? What would you do? Are you gonna kill me? Are you gonna rape me? Rape me and then kill me? How about kill me and then rape me, huh? You are a published writer. 
You have a following. You probably have fans on the internet who would do anything and listen to your advice. And this is all you have for them, huh? This. What the fuck is the matter with you? Shut up! If you don't like this, let me go, okay? Let me go! Stop! Let me go! Stop! Help! Help! You are just a needy asshole with no plan. Don't say that. I, I, I have this, for example. What? God, what is it? It's a knife. It's the one from my kitchen. Oh, God. I really don't like how you've been talking to me. Oh, God. Knows what they found. Maybe the body in the trunk. Hmm. It's over. That's the dogs. You can go up the trail now, like you planned. Yeah, I don't think so. No, I could. I could put this into you. Oh! Oh! Stop! And again. to live in the moment, in the very instant that I find myself in. It's not easy living that way in our interconnected, fast-paced world. What is a life but a series of yesterdays with no guarantees of tomorrow? Only now matters. I'm looking up. The sun is rising in the east. And the great big sky above me stretches on forever upwards. A kaleidoscope of purples and orange. And there's the sound of the dogs coming up the mountain. Their noses flush with the smell of the path freshly walked by two strangers to them. I can't know if they will get here in time. I can only know that Every breath I take in and out is all that is happening in the infinite now. The only breath that matters, even if it is my last. in the road ahead. Severe turbulence just over the horizons. Weather every storm, dear listener, for we are not defined by the sum of our experiences, but how we choose to navigate through them. Good, bad, light, dark, kind, callous. Those are the choices we make, and these are the tales we tell. You have just listened to Tales We Tell, Part 2, written by Larry Fessenden, Glenn McQuaid, and Clay McLeod Chapman, directed by Larry Fessenden and Glenn McQuaid, performed live Saturday, April 26, 2014, at the Historic Park Theatre as part of the Stanley Film Festival, featuring the voice talents of Larry Fessenden, Martha Harmon Pardee, Jocelyn DeBoer, Anna Asensio, Martin Starr, A.J. Bowen, and Samuel Zimmerman, featuring live synthesizer and theremin by Chrome Canyon. 
Live sound design and tech by John Morris. Live foley by Chris Scotchdepole and Clay McLeod Chapman. Special thanks to Landon Zakim and the Stanley Film Festival. Copyright Tales from Beyond the Pale 2017. Additional sound design, mix and mastering by Eric Romery and the Pale Men. Produced by Glenn McQuaid and Larry Fessenden for Glass Eye Picks. Well-mannered, well-brought-up young Englishwoman Sarah gets herself into a bit of a pickle when left in charge of the much-loved Rottweiler of a Russian mob boss. Sarah Minds the Dog by Kim Newman Only on Tales from Beyond the Pale The Podcast (laughs) 